Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So, the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Imagine a sharp, stabbing pain on your skin. Sounds like a nightmare, right? While individual experiences may vary, it's how some people describe shingles. This painful, blistering rash could interrupt your life for weeks. It could even force you to cancel social events or weekend plans. Over 99% of adults 50 years or older already carry the virus that causes shingles. One in three people will get it in their lifetime. Why wait? Ask your doctor or pharmacist about shingles today. Hey, this is Junior, and I have a long-standing relationship with the American Red Cross to get the word out about blood donation within the African-American community, letting people know how important community donations are to our well-being. One in three African-American blood donors are a match for patients with sickle cell disease. As someone who suffers from sickle cell, I know that finding blood is a matter of life and death. Blood donations save lives, and I'm living proof. Donate blood at Red Cross to help save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. A million bucks, bucks, and things in its cups. Mm-hmm. Y'all tell me who could it be for Steve Harvey? Oh, yeah. Listen to me. Mm-hmm. Put your hands together for Steve Harvey. Put your hands
Uh-huh, I sure will. Uh, good morning, everybody. Y'all listening to The Voice. Uh, come on, dig me now. One and only Steve Harvey got a radio show. I need everybody today, everybody that's listening, I need you to catch fire today. I want you to catch fire today. You want to phrase it another way? I want you to catch on fire today. But I need you to catch fire today. I need today to be the day that you stop complaining and you do something. Do you know why a lot of people can't move forward in their life? Because they complaining about their past. They always complaining, man, about something is that explains the reason why they are. Let me help you with this right here. If you are steady complaining about the reason you are, you know, if I hadn't have met this man, if I hadn't have been involved with this woman, if I hadn't have had this baby, if I had never went down there, if I hadn't have got arrested, if I hadn't have this, if I hadn't have that, if I had just finished school, if I hadn't have, hey, 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 stop, stop. All that stuff that you're complaining about, Everything that you keep allowing to resonate with you as a reason to justify and explain you not being successful. Can I share something with you about all of that? Guess what it is. You didn't got past all of it. You didn't had the baby. You got arrested. They didn't kill you. You didn't finish school, but you're still standing. You met that man, he gone, he involved with two other women right now, got three other kids. Guess what? You still here and the baby's here. You got over all the injustices that were done to you. You got something happened to you when you was a kid. You're an adult now. Somebody did something to you when you was a little boy. Guess what? You a man now. Some things happened to you that you haven't found closure on. The person that you're looking for closure from has moved on. Can I tell you that everything that has happened to you, do you know you've gotten past it? So why are you steady complaining about what has happened to you that has caused you to be in this position, but do you understand that it's prohibiting you from moving forward? Stop complaining today. Catch fire. Let your past be your past. I've told this to you a hundred times on this radio, but I'm going to say it again. Bishop Jakes told me something, man, that helped me so greatly. You can't drive your car if you're going to keep looking in the rearview mirror. That's why the windshield is huge. The windshield is huge. The rearview mirror is this tiny thing that sits up there. Now, all it's for is so you can see stuff that's coming up on you. All the rearview mirror for is so you can assure yourself. Uh oh, listen to this. The rearview mirror is up there to assure you that you've cleared something. See, that's what the rearview mirror is for. So when you pass a car and you want to switch lanes, you can glance up there and it says, okay, you're clear now. You passed it. You can switch lanes. That's all the rearview mirror is for. It ain't for you to stare at and dictate your life with. What you tripping for, man? Catch fire today. Today, man, quit complaining about everything that didn't happen to you. Life is 10%. What happens to you is 90% what you do about what happens to you. What are you going to do about it? So what? I got all this. Look, man, your story ain't no deeper than nobody else's. I can tell you I was homeless for three years. It's people been homeless for 30 years. How long I'm going to ride that out? 
Well, you know, I can't do nothing right now. I fell on hard times and I lost my place to stay. Where you staying now? See, the majority of people are staying somewhere right now. I was out there. I didn't have nowhere to go. I'm in a shelter now. You was under the bridge a week ago. You in the shelter now. Why you still crying about the bridge? You in the shelter now. Man, people, man, we trip ourselves out by complaining. I'm asking everybody today to catch fire today. Stop complaining. Do something today. Get excited. Now, I'm going to say something that I'm going to have to explain. Get excited about your life. You know the best way to get excited about your life is to find your purpose in your life. Uh-oh, Steve, got to explain that one, don't you? Yep, I knew I knew it before I said it. As soon as I said it, I said, I'm going to have to explain this right here because people always be talking about, you say stuff and you don't mean it. See, what I do is when I say something, I give you the explanation for it so you can stop all this. I ain't know. I ain't know. Listen to me. You got to get excited about your life, and the best way to get excited about your life is to find your purpose. Now, okay, Steve, I that's what I've been struggling with. I can't find my purpose. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You know how you find your purpose. You get in touch with who created you. Because when God made you, he had a purpose in mind. Now, we've ignored it and we haven't tapped into it, but we all had a purpose. You don't. And it's sometimes it takes people longer to discover the purpose. Colonel Sanders was frying chicken with a recipe that he was telling people was the best chicken in the world. Ain't nobody believe him till he turned 70. Why you think the dude that's only Kentucky Fried Chicken signs is old? That dude ain't 20 up there. He old. He old. But you know what? He had been frying that chicken for 40-some years. They just found out about it when he was 70. But he didn't give up his purpose in life. This dude was just frying chicken. See, people keep looking for their gifts in all kinds of places. When it's right there in you, you ain't got to go to school to find your gift. You're born with the gift that God got for you. You go to school to tack it on to something else. But your gift was already given to you. You were born with that. You don't have to go to college to know your gift. Your college allows you to enhance it and to find something to attach it to. And hopefully you get a degree that attaches your gift to to a vehicle where it can work. The problem with college is we go to college and we attach it to what we like or what we might be passionate about, and we ignore the gift we have. You know how many people that graduated from college ain't doing nothing they went to college for? Come on, man. You know why? Because you discover in life your gift. You discover what you was born to do. I wasn't born. You know what what my major was in college? It was advertising. I can't be at no desk drawing no picture for nobody. But now guess what? I can wake up every day and guess what? I can tell you. I advertise. I've been advertising my career. Come see me live. Come see me live at Madison Square Garden. Come see me live at Phillips Arena. Come see me live at Joker's Comedy Club. Come see me live at Percy's. Come see me live at Ellis's Tavern. Come see me live. Come. I've been advertising the whole time. But I had a different purpose in mind because I went and I talked to God. And this is how you do it. You go talk to God and say, hey, God, look, okay, this is the deal. I've been struggling here. I'm over 40. I still haven't found my purpose in life. Okay, but so I can quit wasting any more time. 
Would you help direct me and guide me to my purpose? I know you created me to do something. I just haven't found what it is. And the reason I haven't found what it is, because I've been doing things my way. I ain't been checking with you, conferring with you on anything. I ain't locked in or tried to settle it up with you. I've been just doing my thing. Well, my thing has gotten me as far as it can get me. How about you take over and do your thing? Now, can you direct me in my path? I'm an open book. Treat me like a piece of clay. I'm telling you, man, if you go to God, he'll give it to you. But see, you have not because you ask not. How many times have you asked God for it? This this ain't no magic trick, y'all. This is the deal. You got to catch fire today. Catch fire today. I am. I'm excited about today. I've got a lot to do. Got to go out here and see what God got for me today. I'm shaking the bushes, man. If God passing out blessings, I'm in line. I am in line. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Good morning, everybody. Man, I hope you listen. I want you to have a wonderful day. I want you to take this day that God has given us all uh, the blessing of life, and I want you to embrace it. Whatever's wrong, just know that it's going to be all right. Whatever you're going through, know this. God is working on your behalf in the background to straighten some stuff out where you ain't going to have it as a problem no more. You just got to be patient sometimes. You just got to be patient. I'm in the middle of that right now. I'm just being patient. I know that he coming. He going to rescue me. I didn't win the billion. You know, I w- really wanted that. That was two days ago. <laughs> I know I, I'm still struggling <laughs> okay. with it, trying to figure out if I'm related to this woman down in South Carolina. <laughs> okay. Trying to work it out. I got private eyes on it. I'm finna take a DNA Ancestry.com. <laughs> Shirley Strawberry. Hey, good morning, Steve. How you doing? Yeah, Carla Pharrell. Good morning, Steve. Hey, crew. What's up, Pimp Junior? Unk, what is going on, man? Yeah, ain't nothing. Tommy ain't here today either, huh? Uh, he's no. a star, Steve, and uh, he has asked you to call him Thomas Miles. What you is know really what? going on, like you said, Junior? I yeah. think this stardom is too much for him. You think for his yeah. little body? Yeah, I think it's, I think oh, a little, little head button. just exploded. Hey. But, you know, like, I, no. do y'all think, man, that I might have to sit with him because I think this stardom is... It might be too much for him. Well, Steve, yeah, and when yeah. you talk to him, he starts crying. So Yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah, we gotta there's gotta yeah. be some sort of happy medium here. He man, hey man, it. let when me you, tell you something. If he gets six shows, he's gonna have to leave radio. Uh, he's gonna have to yeah. leave everything. When you talk to him, he starts crying, and when he works, yeah. he doesn't come to to the radio It'd show. It'd be shoulder shaking crying. Too. <laughs> Sniffing and, and this on. whimpering. <laughs> And, and the Lord, he liked to be thanked, but not that many times in a minute. Man. <laughs> he be overthinking. Yeah, he going, hey, Tommy, Tommy, I, I'm that. doing some other okay. things. All right. Thomas Miles. You're crying about this show. Did you, what about I woke you up this morning? Yeah. <laughs> man. man. That's good, Uncle, man. You supporting him and everything. Bro. I am, man. I'm really supporting him. I'm a little concerned, though. I really, really am. Now? About what now? Because I think I think the stardom is too much, Shirley. I kid you not. I've seen it before. Oh. I've seen people that don't handle stardom well. Where it goes to their head, you mean? Their head gets really big? Well, it that was going to happen. You know, he started with Thomas Miles. But it's just over. It's overtaking him. He can't handle it. 
Did you see them pictures he sent out what what he thought he should wear on the premiere night? Yeah, who you <laughs> asking that? Man, you got to be kidding me. If you wear that, boy. I was I was done when he called Oprah last night. Oh. oh. And I was talking Yesterday. to O. Uh-huh. And I was and he changed the changed the way he's talking now. You notice that too, right? You know, I was with O. I was with O. <laughs> <laughs> but we're happy for you, nephew. We're just kidding. We're happy for you. All right, listen. uh, (laughs) Coming up at 32 after the hour, what a day yesterday. Lord, bomb threats sent to CNN, the Clintons, the Obamas, Representative Maxine Waters, and VP uh, Joe Biden and others in an act of terror. We will talk about it right after this at 32 after. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. President Trump spoke about yesterday's multiple pipe bombs sent to the homes or offices of the Obamas, the Clintons, Representative uh, Congresswoman Maxine Waters, uh, Attorney General Eric Holder, billionaire George Soros, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, and CNN, and uh, Vice President Joe Biden. Uh, The president and the First Lady Melania Trump both spoke about the issue at an event about opioid addiction. Uh, Take a listen to this. The full weight of our government is being deployed to conduct this investigation and bring those responsible for these despicable acts to justice. We will spare no resources or expense in this effort. And I just want to tell you that in these times, we have to unify. We have to come together and send one very clear, strong, unmistakable message that acts or threats of political violence of any kind have no place in the United States of America. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, I, I heard him reading it. I mean, it's, it's okay. Let me just say this. It's good that he said that. It, that it is good something. that he said that. You know, uh, I really appreciated his daughter, Ivanka, earlier. Her statement was a lot more concise, quick to judgment. I didn't hear what Melania said. But Ivanka delivered a quick message. And, you know, uh, when the president was talking, I did hear him say the bombs that were sent to current and former political figures. Oh, high-ranking government officials. Yeah. And so, you know, I was just the listening. former presidents, you mean? Yeah, you, you know, man, you could go on and say who it is, yeah. partner. But, you know, I, I didn't want to nitpick that. I'll let other people do that. But i tell you one thing about this incident. I can't imagine a guy a group or anybody getting away with this. There is too much forensic science and capabilities for an atrocious act like this. And they sent it to too many people. There was a mistake made somewhere. And when they want to find you, they can find you. And I got a feeling they gonna find these people because they sent them to too many people. Yeah. And with technology and scanning and all of that, and people with cameras of people bringing packages in, Oh, no, boy, they scouring. They, oh, yeah. Oh. Well, we have to say, you know, thank God, thank goodness for the Secret Service yeah. and the people that, you know, scan these packages because yeah. nobody was hurt. Thank mm-hmm. God First nobody was yeah. hurt. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And, you know, you got to be really concerned about people who work in these offices of these political figures because th- they're, they're in this, too. I mean, it's yes. the receptionist. The security guards, oh, yeah. the 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 mail room people, That's right. the cafeteria yeah. workers. Yeah. I mean, yeah. everybody, mm-hmm. and especially it, at CNN, Steve, at a big company. Yeah, yeah. man. You yeah. know, big like that. that. Yeah. Right, and when you got like a uh, 
you know, the president has to be concerned about this because, see, once you, once a person feel like they can get away with this, then the copycats come. Yeah. And, you know, then somebody who's ignorant going to be talking about, okay, this was attack on the Democrats. We're going to do an attack on the Republicans. Hey, man, it's dangerous to let something like this exist. That's why I think that they are going to throw the full weight behind it and apprehend these people. And let me tell you something, man. You can't get away with this. Oh, no. Bruh. No, no. It's too much technology. They're going to scan these packages. They're going to take these packages apart. They're going to be looking at bomb parts. They're going to trace back uh, 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 materials used. They're going to find stores. They're going to start asking questions partner and they're gonna start rounding up some people oh they're gonna yeah. oh they're gonna find them. <sighs> I, I think just, the first one they're gonna start at is that cnn because a courier dropped mm-hmm. that off yeah where you get it from I, mm-hmm. I right mm-hmm. right where you get it from a courier dropped now the courier could be innocent yeah, yeah. he could be innocent but they gonna ask him who gave it oh to who partner yeah. oh they didn't already the that, junior mm-hmm. you can believe they done done that oh yeah see right now they know the state it came from. I promise you. Yeah. They not messing around, No, not man. something like this. Yeah. Oh, no, man. They know the state it come from. Now they're going to start looking at at at, 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 uh, at at mail centers and start looking at post offices. Yeah. They're going to start looking at stamps that come from a certain board. Let me yeah. tell you something. They're going to be knocking on some doors by Friday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The evidence and, uh, is there. Uh, you yeah. know what I love about our FBI? Yeah. They love to talk. They talk all day. <laughs> they ain't got nothing else to do but talk. Tell Bro. me what you know. Yeah. Okay, who we'll go over there? And let me tell you something else about them. They pretty damn smart, partner. Man, tell that to the president. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah, he didn't like them a while back. <laughs> right. And it's, yeah. it's some people over there, man, that do their job. And when you commit an act like this, right, it's an act of terrorism. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah, absolutely. A yeah. bomb? Yeah. A pipe bomb? A absolutely, pipe bomb. Steve. The absolutely. mayor of, I mean, the uh, governor of New York called it American terrorism. He called it political terrorism, and he called it red and blue terrorism. I mean, I don't even want to think about that, you know? This oh, is the political parties going after each other with bomb. You know, that's, I don't even want to think about that. The country is so divided, though. You know, it's just divided, and it points to one person, our leader, who's supposed to be the leader Starts of at the top. everyone. Yeah. You know, look, I don't blame him for this because you can't. His rhetoric that he's talked about, throw him out, mm-hmm. punch him, beat him up. If you get to him, I'll pay you legal fees. That rhetoric coming from the top gets people to thinking. And I'm not saying this is his fault. But man, it doesn't help. Yeah, no, it, doesn't it don't help at all. And what he can... when you look at the people that that were targeted, all these are people he singled out. Yeah, and they're all yes. Democrats. Yeah, and they're all Democrats. Yeah. that's right. But yeah. and look at yeah. what he can do. He can bring the country together. You know, he doesn't Unify. have to divide it. Um, mm-hmm. Well, anyway, all right. Um, now the FBI is warning the public to remain vigilant, uh, watchful, alert, and all, all that after these bombs and suspicious packages uh, were intercepted. Okay, so just be on alert, everyone, the whole Man. country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be smart. Please. All right, coming up, uh, the nephew's still out, but we're going to run that prank back right after this. Why is he still out? <laughs> you his boss, you tell us. I ain't talk with him. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 
Coming up in 20 minutes after the next hour, Bakari Sellers, CNN uh, political commentator. Uh, Bakari Sellers, we love him. He's going to be our yes. special guest to talk about the midterm elections and why this president can't seem to unify the country. We were just talking about this. Plus, at the top of the hour in entertainment news, uh, Puffy finds a new uh, funds a new charter school with our good friend Dr. Steve Perry. Right now, it's time for Run That Prank Back. Junior's in for the nephew. What you got, Junior? Hey, Junior. What's up, up? Before you introduce the prank, I just want to say, I want y'all to pray for my nephew. <laughs> okay. Because I think this stardom, uh-huh. I, th- mm-hmm. I, just, I just think it's a lot on him. Like, it's just really, because he's little? It's just one or... show that just aired. It's just yeah, weird. but he, you know, he crying about it every day. Every day, you know, every day. <laughs> every time he, you talk to him, he cries. No, he, he cries. can't come he to work. You can't do a closing remark. Man, he done just fell apart. <laughs> no, he's been. This is the second day he's been out, right? Yeah. No, seriously, man, and I don't know. I, y'all, really, I'm serious, man. I think well, that this is too much weight for him. I think, Steve, because you have so much experience in this. I think you you still need to just keep him close to you and keep talking to him. I can't, and I can't keep him close. I don't know where he at. <laughs> you can't keep him close because yeah. you don't know where he at. Let's get to the prank. <laughs> All right, here it is, everybody. NBA party. Run it, cat. Hello? Hello? I'm looking for Brad. Hey, Brad, how you doing? This Poncho, man. I'm, I'm one of Marcus's boys. How you doing, man? Oh, yeah. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, I talked to Marcus, man. He was telling me about, you know, the... Uh, the playoff party, man, for, for, for Sunday, man. So uh, he told me if it was cool that I would come through, man. I just wanted to call and, and holler at you, see if I could, if I need to bring anything, uh, uh, food or some drinks or whatever, you know. You took you friends with Marcus. Yeah, yeah, this is Poncho, man. I'm friends with Marcus. Okay, yeah, yeah, I think it's cool. Yeah, yeah, well, um, no, nah, you're either great unless, of course, you know, you, you're drinking something special. But, uh, yeah, it's just going to be me, Marcus, and, uh, you know, a couple other boys going to be here. And, uh, you know, Whatever you want to bring, it's BYOB. So, yeah, that's cool. Okay, okay, okay. What time y'all starting, man? He, he told me, like, around 1? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be here all day. But, you know, yeah, come on through about 1, one 2 o'clock, you know, just before the game gets started. We'll have a, you know, got the flat screen going. Everything's going to be laid out. So, uh, yeah, just come on through whenever you come through. All right. Just remember, man, Poncho, all right? I'll be there. All right, so got it. All right, cool. All right, peace. Hello? Hey, hey, Brad? Yo. Hey, Poncho again, man. Listen, r- real quick. How much how much food and, 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 and liquor do you have? Uh I, I think we got enough for for Sunday. What why what you got going on? What's up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got I got like three boys gonna ride with me, man. I just wanna make sure you got enough over there. Okay, who is this again? This Poncho. You know, we talked about thirty minutes ago. This Poncho. Uh, uh Mark, Mark Marcus friend. Right. Right, okay. Right, right. Uh, I remember I called you about 30 minutes ago, told you Marcus told me it was yeah, cool. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Phone me ringing, ringing back and forth. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I guess it's all right, but, you know, we ain't trying to overload the joint, man. Just, you know, I know Marcus, and if you're a friend of his, then, then that's cool. You can come yeah, through. Yeah, it ain't, man. It, ain't, it, ain't, it, ain't, I mean, it ain't but three guys, man. It ain't but three guys coming with me, man. They they, they, they real cool, man. We'll, 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 we'll bring something to put on your pit or whatever, you know? It'll, it'll be good. Okay. Yeah, that, that, that's cool, man. But you know, yeah, yeah. Come on through, man. All right, all right, I right. talked to you. I talked to you. All right, Brett. Wait, is uh, wait, is one of them Marcus? Is is one of the guys Marcus? Yeah. No, 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 no. I got it's, it's three guys. Me, I make four. You know, so like three other guys. Yeah, whatever, man. That's cool. Yeah, bring them through, man. Come on. It's fine. All right, all right, all right. Later. 
Hello. Hey, Brad, Poncho again, man. Listen, hey, I'm I'm gonna bring one more. Uh, I'm 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 gonna bring one more person with me, wait, dog. Hold, wait, hold, 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 hold up, your brakes, player. Wait, hold up, hold the f- up. Now, what, what, what's up? You market this friend. Yeah, 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 yeah. Me, I'm Poncho. Yeah, okay. I know you Poncho, man, but you bringing everybody but the f- just go kid up and. F- Marcus is cool with me. That's my boy. We go way back. And if you cool with him too, then okay, you can come. You know, I'm trying to have an NBA playoff game. You bringing the whole NBA with you? No, no, no. It, it, it ain't like that, man. But, man, I mean, the place ain't that big. You know, my wife is gonna be coming through here, and you know, I, I got the house laid out. I told her I wasn't gonna destroy the place. I just got out the doghouse like two weeks ago. I ain't trying to f- that up. So, oh, oh, if you oh. coming through, you come through. You know, bring one or two people with you. But that's it. Okay, uh, I, 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 but listen, he'll, he'll, he'll what I decided. I mean, I ain't going to bring them dudes with me. I'm just going to bring a little lady friend with me, man. Is that cool? I'm just going to bring a little lady friend. No dudes. Okay, that's cool. Now you're talking. Okay, because I know she ain't going to eat up a bunch of So come on through here with her and, you know, be done with it. That's fine. Right, right, right. I'm going to call Simone now and tell her, and tell her that, that, that she's coming with me, okay? What's her name? Her name's Simone. That's funny. That's my wife's name. Oh, okay, okay, no. okay. Maybe they'll hook up while they while we watching the game. That'll be no, cool. She ain't gonna she ain't gonna be here. So I, I send her and her girls for their their nails done. Okay, okay. So check this out, man. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna reach out to Simone and let her know that we're gonna we're gonna leave her and get over there like about one. And you say it's cool, right? Yeah, yeah, it's cool, man. That, that's a whole lot better than bringing a bunch of up in here, but. Oh, okay, okay, bet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, now check this, man. Mine, uh, you know, my friend, she 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 married, you know, and and, and she wanted to get away from my husband for a minute, man. I guess they've been going through, so. You know, you know, just keep it on. Hold on, wait, hold on, wait, back, back up there, back up. You bring in a married woman named Simone. What are the odds of that? My wife's name is Simone. Okay, well, dog. No, I mean, I'm like, what was this one? Simone is her last name is. That's my last name. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold. You wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, dog. This, this. Okay, this, this Simone is is light skinned Yeah, you keep on describing her. She's light skinned five one. Short hair, got the alley cut. Yeah, that's 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 that's. Oh, how long you been with my wife? I, I, hey, dog, me and Simone been friends for a minute, man. It wasn't until like a couple of weeks ago she reached out to me and said she was she was going through some some some. Oh, she reached out to you to tell you that she's going through some stuff with her dude. Well, I'm that dude. Okay, okay. How long okay, you been seeing my wife? Hey, man, you know about a year, but who counting? You know what I'm saying? A year. That's about the time we started having some issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on over to this party. Hey, man, I'm sure we can try to re- figure this kind of situation out. Sometimes. No, 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 no. Pump your brakes. You my wife. No, I don't give a no, about I, you. I don't give a about her either. I, no, you, I, you know, they say, you know what? I've always believed this. There are no mistakes up in this. Everything happens the way it's supposed to be. So it's funny how you call me. Okay, okay, listen, man. Listen. How do you sure get this number? Can... My boy gave me. Oh, no, 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 that's no, how you got my, this my boy gave me this. No, dog, no, leave, leave Simone out of this, man. No, you can't tell me right now. You know, I'm about to get up this phone with you right now. I'm going to call her. Matter of fact, I ain't going to call her at all. Don't, don't tell her you my wife. Just bring her to the party. I got a guest list for your I got a 380. I got a Smith. I got a Wesson. I got a size 14 killer to go right up your So you just come on over to this party. Oh, oh, okay, hey, man. Hey, man, listen. Listen. My boy, my boy gave me your number, man. So I don't know so, who my boy is. Marcus said he don't know you. Marcus don't know me, but guess who else knows me though that you don't know? Well, say something. <laughs> hey, Brad, this is Nick.
nephew Tommy, man, from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Your boy Marcus got me to prank phone call you. What? <laughs> I don't give a. <laughs> this is so. <laughs> I'm gonna get all y'all in here. <laughs> hey, Brad, what was you gonna do with the party, man? Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> it was about to be a can of whoop for this. Hey, man, let me ask you something. What's the baddest radio show in the land? It's the Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> All right, there it is. I ain't here. I can't handle this stardom. But I got to prank for you, NBA party. Lord, there's too much pressure. All right, we got to go. Thank you, Junior. Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll, um, we'll have some entertainment news for you right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up in 20 minutes after the hour, our special guest will be politician, political pundit, and attorney Bakari Sellers uh, yes. from CNN. He's going to talk about the tension for this upcoming uh, midterm elections. All right, so you don't want to miss that. Also in entertainment news, Puffy once said it doesn't matter if he writes rhymes because he writes checks. And that's Eesh. just what Diddy did this week when he made a major investment in a new school. Puffy's going to launch the third Capital Preparatory School next year. It'll be in the Bronx, New York. Um, he's already successfully launched one prep school in Harlem. That was back in 2016. Puffy has $1 million riding on the charter school effort. He's partnered with our good friend, uh, your good friend, too, Steve, uh, yours especially, Dr. Steve Perry, who's yeah. um, a great educator. I just think that's so incredible mm -hmm. of, of Diddy, man. Yeah. yeah Puffy, so man. That's, yeah, that's so... You know, I've had him on my show with some of the kids from these charter schools, and it's some incredible stories, man. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and 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 Puffy loved them kids, man. Yeah. And Puffy, he done put a lot of money into this school, a lot of money, man. And he's partnered with one of my good friends, Dr. Steve mm -hmm. Perry, yeah. man, mm -hmm. who's at the mentoring camp every year. Every year. Mm -hmm. Yes, he is. Always writes me encouragement, man, when he see I'm under attack. He's just a solid guy. He's got a curriculum that works. At his prep academies, do you know it's a 100% graduation rate and a 100% of the kids attend college? Yeah, yeah. Did you hear 100%? Yeah. That, that is awesome. Nobody's living right. He's one of those educators that just go beyond the call of duty. He just really yeah. is. He really cares about those kids. Right. Yeah, man. Mm -hmm. he yeah. Does. yeah, yeah. We need Great. more educators yes. and leaders like him, mm -hmm. man. He's mm -hmm. taking care and of the man, to, once again, to Puffy, man. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah. you just got to take your hat off to this dude, man. He is making a huge difference in these kids' lives with these schools, man. Yeah. yeah. Huge difference. Take that, take that. <laughs> yeah. Bad. <laughs> Bad boy. All right, other entertainment news. Uh, talk about relationship goals. Check this out, guys. Going on tour this year paid off big for Jay-Z and Beyonce. Uh, the Carters earned a whopping $250 million in tour revenues. They got some of all of our money this year, I think. We all went to see the tour. Uh, you know, with the On the Run 2 tour, Billboard box, box score broke down the numbers behind the big payday, which was earned across 48 stadium dates. Back-to-back -back gigs in London brought in $11 million alone with 125,000 tickets sold. There you go. Go, yeah. Carters. Go. go the Carters. Ooh, 40 <laughs> cities. Mm, 48, mm -hmm. uh-huh. 48, uh, 108. I'll do 48 cities. Excuse me? 
for way no, no, less you're, than that. Yeah, you're going, you're going, you're going to hit the stage again. Is that what we're hearing? If no, if I could do 40, 48 cities for two hundred fifty-eight million, do we need a drum roll here? Is there something you, you want no to tell us? Roll. He ain't got to draw nothing. <laughs> if I, <laughs> man, I could, I thought I could sell them many tickets. Don't give a damn about TV no more. <laughs> Promise you, because I'm gonna be on. I ain't gonna be able to be on TV no damn way. Have the stuff I'm gonna say. What you about to sell this tour? Man, I gotta sell this damn tour because they not gonna put me back on right after about the third date. They're gonna be about had enough money. The third out of forty-eight. Yeah, about the third date. That's when I get took off TV. You know it. I already know. And it'd probably be in Detroit somewhere. <laughs> at the Pontiac Silverdome where I just wreck it. All right, Steve, yeah. we got to get to these headlines, please. Ladies uh, and gentlemen, Miss Ann Tripp. You, thank you, everybody. This is Ann Tripp. An intense investigation and manhunt underway into who constructed and sent pipe bombs to several prominent Democrats and the CNN television network this week. With only a couple of weeks before the all-important midterm elections, suspicious devices were mailed first to the home of billionaire and liberal philanthropist George Soros and then to the homes of Bill and Hillary Clinton, former President Barack Obama, to former Democratic National Committee Chairwoman Debbie Wasserman Schultz in Florida. Two packages were sent to California Congresswoman Maxine Waters a frequent target of President Trump, who's ridiculed him right back, and to CNN's New York City headquarters, also to former Vice President Joe Biden. And now early this morning, an explosive device was found outside Robert De Niro's Manhattan restaurant. So now, President Trump is promising to spare no expense in finding all those responsible. In these times, we have to unify. We have to come together and send one very clear, strong, unmistakable message that acts or threats of political violence of any kind have no place in the United States of America. Well, luckily, nobody's been hurt, but House Democratic Leader Nancy Pelosi and Senate Democratic Leader Chuck Schumer have issued a joint statement pointing the finger squarely at the president for all this ugliness, saying that, quote, time and time again, the president has condoned physical violence and divided Americans with his words and his actions. And the president of CNN Worldwide, Jeff Zucker, he accuses the Trump administration of demonizing journalists. He tweets that, quote, the president and especially the White House press secretary should understand that their words matter. Thus far, they have shown no comprehension of that. Uh, by the way, the search again for the culprit or culprits continues. CIA director Gina Haspel has reportedly heard the audio tape of Washington Post reporter Jamal Khashoggi, his torture and his murder while in Turkey this week. She's to brief the president on that later on today. A jury has found three people, an executive of the sportswear company Adidas, a basketball consultant, aspiring sports agent, all guilty of charges and what prosecutors say was a scheme to secretly pay the father of a hot basketball prospect to attend the University of Louisville. You know you're not supposed to do that stuff. Early voting began in several states this week. Early balloting has now begun in Alaska, Arkansas, Idaho, Massachusetts, New Jersey, and Texas. It begins today in Maryland, and tomorrow it begins in District of Columbia. So that's early voting. And finally, today is National Greasy Foods Day. How much for order of ribs? Uh, $2.50. $2.50? Let me get one. One order of ribs. No, 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 no. One rib. Uh, make that... One rib to go. One rib? One rib. That's it. Here's up, Steve Harvey Nation. All you need is one rib. Well, you know, 
That's because you took a rib. We took it. Never mind. Let's not get biblical. Find out if Uncle Steve is, is smarter than his nephew. You'll find that out 20 minutes after the hour on the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Everybody, uh, I told you we were going to have a special guest this morning. He's one of the youngest state representatives and the youngest black elected official in the United States. He is currently a political correspondent for CNN. I invited him on the show because I love him. He's one of my favorite dudes on TV, period. Mm-hmm. His insight yeah. be spot on for us, man. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Mr. Bakari Sellers. What's going on, Pirate? We love him. Man, thank y'all so much for having me. It's always a blessing when I can be on and uh, be a small kid from a, a small town called Denmark, South Carolina, and be on the Steve Harvey show. So thank y'all so much. Denmark, South Carolina. Yeah, three stoplights and a blinking light. We got a wee bakery where the Mennonites cook every morning. So come through when you want to. Boy, you going to boy, they going to get boy, they going to name a street after you. They going to put a school up and everything. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. Hey, man, let's go. First of all, you know, you're at CNN. So what's the climate over there? I know it is a, a big scare for everybody at CNN, but um, what's going on at CNN? How does it relate to the White House? What all have, have you heard? First and foremost is fear. And I think you, you understand that, Steve. Imagine if you are at work and the people who do your makeup and your hair, the people who are around you and make sure your suits are fresh when you walk out or do your teleprompter. Just imagine if something comes to the studio in Steve Harvey's name, um, but takes away all their lives. Um, wow. You would feel some sort of way about that. And, and so for us, it's not about Don Lemon or Anderson Cooper or even Jeff Zucker. It's not about the people who make, you know, a million dollars or two million dollars a year or have condos in, in New York City. I mean, it's about everybody who makes those shows work. And so you're invoking fear. I mean, my law office is in Columbia, South Carolina, and we had to yesterday put in a new protocol for mail because I'm a commentator. And wow. so you have a receptionist who has nothing to do with politics at all, but now has apprehension and fear. So, I mean, it, it's fear. And you look to the president of the United States to reassure you, um, but you have Donald Trump. Hmm. Uh, you know, it's, it's hard for me to expect any level of genuine compassion. You know, we were all listening to the finally the speech he gave after Ivanka had issued her statements. And as he was reading, I just went, okay, this is nice, but is that him? Well, I mean, I first of all, I don't have any level of expectation for him. And I think that um, when we want to go in and have some level of expectation, we're foolhardy. Donald Trump has been the same person his entire life. And I, pardon me if I get in trouble for saying this, but if you ever expect a, a white man over 70 years old to change who they are today, then you are fooling yourself. Mm. Um, and so I don't expect Donald Trump to change at all. He is. He's shown us who he has been. Hey, uh, hey guys, hang on. Bakari, hold on one second, man. We'll be back, y'all. More with Bakari Sellers right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, everybody, we're back. Uh, we're talking with attorney political analyst and commentator. He's one of the youngest uh, politicians elected to the Senate. Uh, we talk with Bakari Sellers today. Um, this is what mm-hmm. I want everybody to understand. People want to play a both sides argument. They want to say, well, Democrats are harassing people in restaurants. Well, there's a vast difference between expressing your First Amendment right and sending bombs to people's homes. There's a generation of people who have seen Emmett Till and Megar Evers. They've seen Martin, Malcolm, and Rosa. But they've also seen RFK and JFK. Mm. But now we're living through that same thing where we understand how political rhetoric 
can take away your leaders. And so th- these bombs aren't going to Devin Nunez's homes. They're going to Maxine Waters. They're, it's wow. not going to it's not going to uh, Mitt Romney's home. It's going to Hillary Clinton. It's not going to George Bush. It's going to Barack Obama. There's there's something going on in this country. Yeah. Uh, and we need to deal with it. Yeah, man. And I think it just gets clear to me when the person that was elected, not by all of us, but who won the election to govern, uses the platform to separate the very people that he governed. And these attacks on the very people that you mentioned were the very ones targeted by this act of terrorism. And uh, I'm just really, go ahead. No, I'm, I'm thankful that you called it such. Like a lot of people don't understand that. You called it terrorism. And because you called it terrorism, everybody who's listening to, listening to our voice will call it such because that's what it is, because it invokes fear. And so there are people right now who are doing their job every day at CNN, who are doing their job with, in Maxine Waters' office in Compton, California, who are doing their jobs just trying to make sure that they can provide for their families, but they're afraid because people are sending pipe bombs to their offices mm. because of their political views. I mean, imagine, mm. just think about where we are as a country. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. This form of hatred is being spewed from the top and it manifests itself in pipe bombs when it get down to them people. But to only us, Steve, what about the other Republicans? Nobody's saying anything, you know, just because it was Democrats that got targeted. But I mean, until, and again, I, I said this a lot, but until white evangelical Republicans stand up and say enough is enough, hmm. then we won't get anywhere. I mean, the, the onus is on somebody. Man. I mean, mm-hmm. we can we can talk about this all day. Exactly. But mm-hmm. but we're, we're just talking about issues amongst us Negroes. I mean, until somebody stands up and says, you know, let's 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 fix this problem. It won't be fixed. That's true. Man, I'm just so messed up. What you said about white evangelicals, though, the Republicans, Bakari, and I've been saying this for a week now, a little bit more than a week, really, tell you the truth. The the Republicans were touted as the 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 moral party, the moral party. And they built this morality on abortion rights, immigration immigration laws, gays, you know, gays can't get married, they can't get the same privileges, we got to stop these illegal immigrants. This is the hypocrisy of this that's getting on my nerves. What I've tried to say, because I play golf with old rich Republicans. And <laughs> we let both me, do. Brother, and let me tell you something, man. This is really how they talk and think. So it's nothing new for them. But they're on par for course. So here we go. We get these evangelicals to come along. And they're supposed to be the moral party. And we're against abortion and gay rights and all this here. And the Republicans tout that. Well, excuse me. But they're trying to say that letting these immigrants in here will cost us jobs. The immigrants that come on over here, they don't do the jobs that we want. <laughs> they not fight for our jobs. <laughs> Pardon me. And rich people own these farms that hire these undocumented people and want them to work because they get them for a cheaper labor force and they get more money. And then they turn around and act like Republicans don't get abortions. I'm, I'm well, done. Well, let me see, but this is, this is what we have, though. This is, this is the point of our discussion today. Because on November 6th, all of those people who look like me and you, who go to these barbershops, who who go to these AME churches, I mean, we have a chance to change that. Like, we for a long period of time have, have forgotten that we have these rights to vote and participate. So this is our right to participate and vote, and we have to do that. Mm-hmm. That's important mm-hmm. to everyone. So 
So we got we got to play our role, and that's my only point. And then, hey, hey, Bakari, yeah. hold on, hold on, right there, man. We're gonna come right back. We got more with Bakari Sellers right after sure. this. Don't go away. We're gonna get into some more very important issues with this. I will be back. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Hey, uh, we're back, everybody. We're back. Uh, we've got our special guest, uh, CNN correspondent and politician, attorney, uh, Bakari Sellers, whose uh, who's insight has always been so spot on. And if we're here today. We're talking about just the condition of our country and politics and the bombing yesterday. So before we left, Bakari, we were on the subject of the climate that's in this country, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that the climate is dangerous. I mean, yeah. it, it's more than yeah. dangerous. Yeah. I mean... So I'm at a different point in my life right now, and so I look at the world different. I'm supposed to have two twins that enter this world in January, right? Oh, or twins. all right, congratulations. Yeah, but, you know, congratulations. I hope they come in December so I can get a tax write-off. So I digress. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, you do, Bakari. He says yeah, congratulations. Well, we're talking about this. But, I mean, what, what, what world do I want them to live in where mm-hmm. their mm-hmm. father— just for speaking truth, can get a bomb delivered to their office. I mean, think about that. I mean, we're not talking about right or left. We're not talking about black or white. We're talking about humanity. And there are a lot of people out here who don't give us the benefit of our humanity. And I remind people of that all the time. Because what what Steve Harvey has shown the rest of us is that if you give us the benefit of our humanity and if you equalize the playing field and give us a dance floor – we can dance better than most. Come on. We can run faster than everybody. Come on, man. And so, yeah, I just want an opportunity. I don't want to. I don't want a, a hand out. I just want a hand up. But you, you can't threaten to kill me because I'm speaking my truth to power, and that's the fear that everyone has. And so that's why, like November sixth is a big day, and I and I've lived with that my whole life because of what my my dad went to went through. November sex is a big day because we all had that right. Man, I, I listened to Plies earlier today on Instagram. Plies no, you did not. I love it. Man, you listen to Plies? Come on, man. Hey, I want y'all to know, Plies is one of the most brilliant. Deep, right? Plies is Pro-lific. the change harder than most people give him credit for. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So I, Plies was talking today about voting. And, and you know, I, I, I think that we have to have everyone from Barack Obama to Plies telling us that we need to get out and everybody needs to get off their high horse and make sure that they spend 30 minutes because if y'all purchased a, a lottery ticket this week mm-hmm. and stay in line mm-hmm. then y'all can mm-hmm. afford to stand in line to vote that's mm-hmm. right that's mm-hmm. right Real hey man let me tell you something if everybody vote that bought a lottery ticket Ooh, we man. can put anybody in office we want mm-hmm. man Man, and I get, but I got some names. I got some names. So I, I want to put Andrew Gillum in office. I want to put yes, Jason Gale down in Florida. Yeah, and I mean, I want Sean Shaw. What, what people don't even know is there's a, there's, a, there's a black guy named Sean Shaw running for attorney general. Why is attorney general important? Because they push back on all the laws that come from the Department of Justice and the federal government. They're the people who sign on to those lawsuits. I mean, just. Mike Espy in Mississippi. Imagine if we can get a black senator from Mississippi. Yes. Yes. Mm. Wow. You know, man, you're so correct. This this voting, midterms are always traditionally underserved and voting capacity is nowhere near like the four-year election. But it has to be different, man. We can change things. If we don't get a balance in the House and the Senate to stop some of this foolishness, some of this one-sided thinking, Man, we are going to suffer for a long, 
long time and unnecessarily because we can change all of this on November 6th. That's right. Man, and then we got to give people a reason, too. And so for me, personally, my reason is two little people who aren't here yet. Wow. And I'm tired of people making decisions for me. And so I want everybody to understand that there are people who do not look like us, who do not think like us, who do not believe the same things that we believe, who do not even give us the benefit of our humanity, who are making decisions for us. And so if you want to make sure that your grandmother gets health care, that your children get access to first-class education, that your babies actually get prenatal care, that you have insurance, I mean, that you get a minimum wage that you can live on and you're not working for seven fifty or eight fifty or nine fifty, but you can work for fifteen dollars an hour. Mm. I mean, then you need to actually show up. I mean that that's what it's about. Yeah. It's so much, man. I just I've I've appreciated you so much this year. Um, you know, Kanye uh was in the news <laughs> and man, your nice transition up. Bro. When you were yeah, talking that, you, have a uh-uh. no, I just went on into it because I watch CNN for the for the news. Then I flip over to Fox. So I, because my father always told me, pay attention to what them other folks is saying, son. You got to know what they saying about. Yeah, you. man. You so because man, they take every truth. When you watch Fox, Donald Trump can do no wrong. Everything he does is great. And I'm sitting here going, you all have got to know this is non-presidential. But nothing is more important than people in power than power, position, and money. And they will do and say anything to maintain power, position, and money. But when I turn you on, and Don Lemon and, and Anderson Cooper and Chris Cuomo, yes, so I can get, man, what we really got to get focused on here. But boy, well, let me just say, let me let me let me say something about Kanye West because you you brought it up. My whole point is that we're at a point in time where we can't run backwards, where we have to make sure that we are articulate enough, mm-hmm. educated enough, well read enough. And my only point to to this is that I don't want anybody out there, anybody who's thinking about growing up and thinking great dreams, to think that anti-intellectualism is cool because it's not. Because you don't have to have all the degrees in the world, but what you have to do is have this insatiable desire to learn as much as possible. And I want people to understand that, that that's a value added. And Kanye West don't represent that. And those people right now, they want to champion him as being their hero. And it's fun. It's ironic to me because, you know, back when George Bush don't like black people, they didn't want Kanye West. Oh, yeah. But today they want him. Oh, man. And, and I mean, gave him a full audience inside the Oval Office. Here, here's the thing that disturbs me the most of anything. When you put this hat on and you say this Make America Again hat, it is like a super cape to you. As a black person, I ask him, I want to ask everybody, what period of time are you talking about going back to to make America great? That was cool for us. See, I was born in the 50s. I'm telling you, it wasn't nothing. I grew up as a child in the 60s. I became a teenager in the 70s. Whoa, wait a minute, man. I don't want to do none of that again. So where we got to go back to to get America great again? What you want, the 40s? The 30s? <laughs> what you, what, where we going where y'all think America was great? Where you think we want to carry our ass back tell, to? I tell everybody, I tell all my friends on the right and these new black conservatives that are coming out, all 12 of them, all the new 12 black Republicans. That <laughs> like they're lying, huh? Like, I know, it's like they're lying. They just crossed. They just crossed in the spring. But what I tell them all is, 
What I tell them all is that, look, I don't stand on Kanye West's shoulders. I stand on the shoulders of Walter Scott, Trayvon Martin, Tamir Rice, Eric Gardner, all these Sandra Bland, all these young black men and women who have been killed unarmed at the hands of police. And Kanye West can't articulate how we fix that problem. So I have no I have no need for that or use for that. If Kanye wants Kanye West wants to take a picture with Donald Trump, so be it. But we just need to be honest with ourselves about what it is. Yeah. If if Donald Trump was the father I never had, let me tell you something. I, I can do no this daddyless. But Kai, November sixth is our day. We trying to get everybody to show up for Gillum down in Florida for Abrams. Hey, in Georgia. Georgia. Oh, Mike Espy in Mississippi, Mandela Barnes in Minnesota. We need Kirsten Cinema in Arizona. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. But I want everybody to know that our work's not done on the 6th because I'm going to lean on you. And I'm very grateful for you being not just a platform, but an example. Because we don't have a lot of wealth in our communities and we don't know how to get it. But you working hard and showing us how to how to at least enhance our platforms and grow our platforms give ourselves a voice is very valuable to us. From the bottom of my heart, thank you to you and your crew. Man, thank you. Bakari Sellers, you the best, man. Tell everybody over there, we say we praying for them. Tell them to be safe and be aware. All right? Thank you, man. All right, thank you, man. You, boy. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, it's time for today's Strawberry Letter, and if you need advice on relationships, on dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, Submit your strawberry letter to steveharveyfm.com and click Submit Strawberry Letter. Right, Steve? That's exactly right, Shirley. <laughs> well, that was with a little more enthusiasm. I, I like that one. I could take that one. Yeah. Well, oh, Superstar ain't here. <laughs> huh? He's not. Say? Superstar's oh, not yeah. here. Yeah. Mm. So I'm going to introduce my friend, my girl, Shirley Strawberry, <laughs> with a strawberry letter until he returns. Thank you, my friend, Steve. I got to say, you're going to love this letter. It's for you. Subject from the subject on down. My musty man. Dear Stephen Shirley, I've been with my man for three years, and we started living together seven months ago. I'm a nurse, and he does construction work. I love his work ethic and his commitment to his job and the long hours he puts in. When he comes home from work, he washes his clothes, takes a shower, we eat, and then we go to bed. But here's the problem. Throughout the night, while he's sleeping, he sweats really bad. His pillow is drenched, and the mattress on his side is wet, too. And I have to let the bed dry out daily and change our bed linens more often than I should. I can't stand it. So I mentioned to him that he should see a doctor. He said he doesn't want to take time off from work and that it's normal for people to get hot while they're asleep. Most mornings he is up and out before me. I've watched him getting ready for work many mornings and I can't believe how nasty this grown man is. After being drenched in sweat the night before and having an odor, he will brush his teeth, put on clean underwear, and put on clean clothes and head out to work. When I told him how nasty that is, he said that he's a construction worker, so he will get sweaty at work anyway. So it's okay for a grown man to leave the house musty? I am hoping this relationship lasts, but I can't deal with his hygiene. How can I get through to him? Well, I'm going to say this, first of all. Uh, musty is not sexy, okay? I'm just going to say that. 
And, and also, you know, people say that you don't really know a person until you live with them, okay? But several things here uh, are going on. I do agree with you that it could be something medical. It could. I'll, I'll ask you the most obvious questions first, like how's the temperature in the bedroom? Does he wear deodorant to bed? How's the linen? You know, after he take a, takes a shower. How, how's the linen on your bed? Um, what does he sleep in? What what do you guys eat before you go to bed? Because if the food is if the food is like really spicy and stuff, this could cause sweating. Um, uh, if the room is too hot, that could be an issue. The bedding might be too heavy. Or if he sleeps in hot PJs, or does he wear deodorant? I mean, these could all be problematic. He's right. People do get hot sometimes while they're asleep. But um, if if it's like you say, and it does sound excessive, I, uh, I, I know you're frustrated. But if you really want this relationship to last, you have to calm down and uh, and talk to him in a mature, sensible way about his hygiene. You know, you guys have been together three years and you got to tell him how this affects you and how it could affect your future together. And I'll say it again. Musty is not sexy. Steve. All right. Let me just go and deal with this letter with the truth. Shirley, you and this lady tripping. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm sick of y'all. <laughs> okay, he sweat. So damn what? <laughs> The man been at work all day. He come home. He shower. He clean. You ain't tripping. Y'all eat dinner. You left out some stuff. Y'all do some things. Then y'all go to bed. Now my man sweat profusely while he's sleeping. His pillow's drenched. His side of the mattress is drenched. And it's causing you to change the linens more often than you want. Okay, your man sweat. So damn what? Are you offended? Are you offended? Yeah, I'm defending him. Oh, you ain't gonna like my answer at all. Dude in here, then he working, coming in here, working, trying to make in. Now you'd have told him he need to go to a damn doctor. Now guess what he told you? He can't take off work, go no doctor about no sweat. Let me tell you what you could do. They got golf shirts that's called dry fit fabrics. You ought to get him some golf shirts and some golf pants to sleep in. All that absorbed sweat while you playing. Well, when you walk through the clubhouse, you still look dry. That's why they call the fabric dry fit. Because it don't be stuck to you like cotton. To adjust your attitude. No, I'm not adjusting nothing, Shirley. Because <laughs> you and this woman then got on me and Funky nerves. <laughs> his name Funky. His name, Man, what? me and Funky, just like Funky used to be on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> not because he had a body odor. I love no. Funky. Because Funky was just funky with it. Uh-huh. Now he funky with it. Now me and Funky don't like this here. Now he clean before he go to bed. Now, he don't want to go to doctor. Now, you mad. But here what make you really mad. This man gets up, and you can't believe how nasty he is. He brushes his teeth, puts on clean clothes and drawers, and go to work after he been sweating. Wait a minute. He, he right. He a construction worker. <laughs> what is he shine for to go dig holes? Can't wheelbarrow. 
run a jackhammer. <laughs> you down there nursing, wiping up stuff, giving people medicine, giving people a little shot in the ass. <laughs> what? That's all you doing at your job. He down here hauling Wait stuff. a minute, she's a nurse. I don't care what she's she saving is. Saving lives. Sure. Save them lives. He in that saving lives, he building bridges. <laughs> Filling potholes on the street. He a construction oh, worker. So mad, though. I'm defending him because, damn it, I was a construction worker. <laughs> you were a construction worker, too? Yeah, what? yeah. My daddy was a construction worker. Both my brothers were construction oh. workers. If I hadn't oh. went to college, that's what I was going to be. Uh-huh. Okay. A construction okay. worker. Yeah, construction worker. Strong yeah. man. Yeah. I worked construction with my daddy three summers. Okay. Y'all sitting up here talking about he stank. He had work. She said, she titled, titled it, My Musty Man. Yo musty man been sweating. <laughs> then he get up. You want him to shower before he go to work and stink again. What? <laughs> What's the, what? what? Ain't nobody finna do that. That's what he said. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You mean to tell me I'm finna go out here and run this jackhammer? Wait, hold on, Steve. Hold, hold that thought. Hold that thought. We'll have part hold two of Steve's. <laughs> Angry response Angry. at 23 sure. after the hour. Oh, <laughs> right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, come on. Let's recap the strawberry no, you recap. letter. <laughs> Why are you oh, mad at me? I did not write the letter. No, Subject. You, and you and her mad at him. I'm not mad at him. I just think they need to have a serious conversation because she doesn't like it. Musty ain't sexy. What you want? Musty's not sexy. Okay, that is the uh, subject of the letter. My musty man, a lady wrote in. Uh, she's been with her man for three years. Uh, and seven months ago, they started living together. Everything's fine. He goes to work. He comes home. He's committed. He gets home. He takes a shower, washes his clothes. They eat, go to bed. During bedtime, he sweats like a pig all night. She has to get up in the morning, dry out the bed, the mattress, the pillow, all this stuff, and he has an odor. So what really ticks her off is oh, that... Oh, wait, where you see that at? What, that he has an odor? Uh-huh. Right here. She just said he sweats. Show me where he said After that. being drenched in sweat the night before and having an odor... <laughs> that's see- different. That's that's not working out odor. You're in denial. Oh, are are there different degrees of odor now? That's sleep odor. Odor he, is odor. Oh, right. no, he ain't been degree. doing active. Oh, no, active funk is different from relaxing Okay, funk. well, it's an odor to her, and she doesn't like it. Yeah, too. well, she a nurse. Do something. <laughs> yeah. Bring a shot home from the clinic tomorrow. Give your man something, some Pedialyte or something. What you think will work? Pedialyte. <laughs> Give his ass. I don't know what to do for yeah, him. Yeah, he might need to be hydrated. He might need to be during the daytime. But he's sweating. He doing good. He probably got a lot of salt build up in him and everything. Uh-huh. That's you why know, he needs to drink more water. But what I'm not going to do is let y'all bother this brother that's going to work making these ends meet. You're going to mess around and be by your damn yeah. self, lady. Steve. I like that. Sitting up in that here, makes sense. you know, ungrateful. He going to work every day. Every day, bringing oh, that Steve. money home. Yeah. He ain't cheating on you or nothing. You going to leave this man because he stank. He yeah. leaves the house musty. He going to get musty. Why are you so mad? I, I love it. He going to take a bath before he get home and get in that bed. As he should. And there ain't no problem. He do what he supposed to do. And the man don't want to take off to go down to no damn doctor. She a nurse. Research him. 
<laughs> Find out what's wrong with your man. Get some medicine out that cabinet, yeah. put it in his coffee, and get your man back. Cinnapin, you're going to leave coffee. him. Give him a shot. Yeah. But damn what? Sometimes medicine makes you sweat. Medicine? Yeah, sometimes if you take too much medicine, that'll make you sweat. Well, he already Side sweating. Well, where the medicine that make you stop sweating? <laughs> I think, what is that, Botox? Botox. You, you can get, get Botox. Uh-huh. You can get Botox. Hey, uh-huh. let me explain to you what you do. This, this what you do. Well, say it nicely. No, what? Because you have an attitude right now. Every time he get through shower, mm-hmm. I want you to get a can of Thompson's water seal. You get what? some of them nurse gloves and just pat it on him. Pour it in his towel so when he's drying, he's actually coating himself in Thompson's deck water seal. <laughs> For an outside deck at your house <laughs> with patio furniture? <laughs> Do you want some help or not? That's what I'm talking about. I want you to I lose like your it, attitude. I like it. Now put some water seal up. Bear got some too. Yeah. Home Depot sell bear water seal. You can get some water sealer. For humans? I don't know nothing about no humans. <laughs> All you know is all this yeah, stuff stop dang. stop water flow. That's, That's right. Yeah. Or you can get rock salt. Rock <laughs> salt. They make that deodorant, that whole food that's <laughs> supposed to be good for you. It's made out of crystals. Uh-huh. You rub it on, it don't stop no stink, but it keep you from being wet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rub that on it. Mm-hmm. And keep your man and your family. But don't call me no more about <laughs> no man that's working and bringing the money home. Now you that mad because he's sweating in the bed at night. At least he there. Yeah. It's a lot of musty, unemployed people right around here. Hell yeah. <laughs> unemployed sitting up there thinking. How about them musty men some of y'all got that's sleeping with other women? How about that? He coming home every night. Yeah. Now you a nurse. Now you mad because he won't take a shower in the morning. You ain't finna see him. <laughs> going to work being around some other mustache men. You don't know who he work with. Well, it seems like it seems like the shower doesn't last through the night. Well, it ain't got to, Shirley. What? I, this is her issue. Well, hold up. You was on her side. Well, no, musty isn't sexy, Steve. So, well, he ain't going to be musty when he come back home. He shower every day. He loves Enjoy musty. that moment right there. Because he finna get in his bed and get wet. Yeah. Now, my question is, are you sure he ain't peeing on this? <laughs> that's the next thing we ain't. That's that a lot of times. You say the mattress is soaked and the pillow. His pillow is drenched. You got to make sure this grown-ass man ain't laying up in there just peeing on himself. Because that could be it. You're stupid. He wake up every night, I mean, drenched. Yeah. That's what, if you pee on yourself, if you farty, uh-huh. whoo. <laughs> He's strong. He laying over there, man. Woo. She didn't say pee. <laughs> yeah, she said sweat. She sweat. said That's what she meant. she ain't checked it. <laughs> she dries the mattress out every I'll single day. I'll tell you day. what, lady. This is how you test it. You know how you spoon at night with your lover? Uh-huh. Yeah. I want you to get on the inside of him. Mm-hmm. So your backside be up against his front side. Okay. Come yeah. morning, you'll know if it's pee or not. <laughs> Maybe she needs to turn the temperature down. Turn that Maybe. damn temperature yeah, down. Get that room cold. Too hot in there. Get, make that yeah. room like Marjorie got our room. <laughs> On ice.
Meat locker. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Marjorie's mama room is a meat locker. Man, I go see Marjorie's parents in Miss in uh, Memphis. Uh-huh. Pop be sitting up there with a coat on. I be going, damn, dog. <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> I gotta wear a hoodie around my house half the time. Yeah. Oh man. She in here hot. I don't want to keep saying nothing because then, you know, I said something one time that was kind of crazy. So. All right. Uh, we got to get out of here, Steve. Uh, email I said us through- something about some hot flashes. Oh, hell no. Email us or Instagram us your thoughts on today's Strawberry Letter at Steve Harvey FM. Coming up in 10 minutes from the talk, it's our girl, Cheryl Underwood. Big up to you, Funky. <laughs> Stop. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, Cheryl Underwood. Steve Harvey, I don't know what I want to talk about. Mm. You know why? why? You know why I don't know what I want to talk about? Why? Because I need to get to South Carolina and find out who got almost $2 billion. Because <laughs> <laughs> none of us won. Because yeah. uh-huh. we at work today. That's right. Mega me. Listen to me. Listen to me. But listen, okay, the more of the story is, for everybody mm. that stood in line to get a lottery ticket, I need you to stand in line to vote. That's, That's right. where the wealth should come. See how that? See how I put that together? Yeah. She's she a great job. Uh-huh. I saw you looking at me like, what was you finna talk hey, about? Cheryl. Yes, darling. You know what I'm doing for the woman down there in South Carolina? What you finna I've do? already contacted Ancestry.com and DNA.com. And I'm mm-hmm. getting everything checked back. Make sure we ain't related some kind of way. <laughs> That's right. Cuz, what's up? Can't what's fall. up? That's right. Holla at me. <laughs> You know, I take mine in coins. You know, it can fold or anything. I don't know okay. if I want to be serious, if I want to be funny. That you know why? Mm, why? The packages coming through the mail. Oh yeah, yeah. that's pretty serious. serious. You see, they yeah, tried to serious. send a package to Maxine, Eric Holder, mm-hmm. Obama's, mm-hmm. Clinton's, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. with the boy named George Soros, yeah. the billionaire, mm-hmm. yeah. and everything. Yes. Yeah. First of all, did nobody mention the black postal worker that got to carry the package? Now, yeah. do we care about them? Do we yeah. care about the people that got to figure it out? Listen, all this rhetoric is going to cause problems right now. And people need to take responsibility for the stuff they say. See how I'm humorous, but I'm poignant at the same time. You yeah. got to take responsibility <laughs> for this stuff. And if they don't take responsibility for this stuff, FBI going to find out who did it. If we got to go find Ephraim Ziblis Jr. from the FBI, old school like a bug right there. Yeah. We going to find out who did it, who involved, make a pipe bomb. Listen to me. We got the Unabomber. We will find the person that did this. But y'all ain't scaring nobody. We done been through this before. Am I right, brothers and sisters? Absolutely. Right. Amen. We done been through this before. So you're not scaring us. We going to vote. We going to do what we need to do. We going to make America right again. Not make it great. We going to make it right. Because all this shenanigans, they got a fight club of these uh, white racists that's go around and fight people at protest marches. Y'all know about that? Mm-mm. Y'all ain't heard about that? Uh-uh. Okay. Like a fight it. club. It's a racist yeah, fight club. Do, do you know uh, who me... they are? Yes, and they got pictures of Steve Harvey, and they got their names, too. Cool. Go ahead and say I, it. I got eight dudes that I know from Cleveland. Listen to me. That can show up at every protest. <laughs> that's you right. You bring your ass over there if you want to. If you want to. I'm telling you right now, you're not going to believe what's going to happen to you. <laughs> Where are you from? The Claire, from, from St. Clair, All I need, they eight names and they sizes. I'm going to take them over to Mr. Albert's. I'm going to get them the best suits. 
that you I can told find. them eight brothers that you'll get them some gators and a soup from Albert's, that's right. They'll put a stop to all this. <laughs> and, and let me tell you what I'm gonna do, Steve Harvey. And then after they handle their business, I'm gonna take them over to Lancers. And then we're gonna have a good seafood Girl, dinner. You better be quiet. And then, Steve Harvey, we're gonna go to the Togo. And we're gonna, is the Togo still open? We're gonna no, go to the you Togo. Shut up, though, because you, you finna make it. me cry. Listen to me. Don't tell <laughs> me Togo I don't sweet. know. Listen to me. Girl, last I time I was things? in the Togo suite. Uh-huh. I Who had on some shoes by Pebbles uh-huh. that was hurting uh-huh. my feet so bad. But you were sharp. You were Girl, sharp. bone Clean color. as the border hell. Mark Strap. Mark That's what I'm talking about, Steve. Let me tell you how long I've been pulling men out of Cleveland, Carla Ferrells. Uh, Let me tell you how yeah. long. It I'm used to be the Gund Arena. We would walk them across the parking lot of the uh. Gund Arena and take them in the residence inn because they had free breakfast. We had free breakfast. <laughs> <He's so laughs> okay. <dark and> crazy. <laughs> and, be, and if they enjoyed themselves like the Jacksons, we would get up in the morning, have breakfast, go to Mr. Albers, get us some suits so we could either go to Top of the Flat or Togo. We had to go to one of them two. And then we're in the night at Lassels with a good cocktail. And so, listen to me. I'm so reminiscent of Cleveland. I love Cleveland. I love all the clips. I've been messing with the Browns when Jim Brown was playing for them. Man, listen, that's how far back I go. You today, so, Jim Brown? What we supposed to talk about? Man, listen to me. Let me tell you what happened one night, Juniors. Rosie Grill. <laughs> <laughs> it was Deacon Jones, Rosie Grill. <laughs> Jim Brown and Fred Williamson. We were playing dice. Let me ask you a Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You didn't say something way too Ignorant. <laughs> what was your thoughts of Jim Brown at the White House? Jim Brown was sitting there like, what the f*** is you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you. Jim Brown was sitting in the White House like, don't take my picture. I was not here. Jim Brown. Jim Brown. Jim Brown say, I'm coming to talk about something serious, and this Negro is insane. I did not come with him. He came with me. Jim hey, I'm going to tell you something. something. Jim Brown uh-huh. with the I American mm-hmm. organization. That's right. American. 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 You have no American. idea the lives mm-hmm. that that man has changed and touched and in yeah. the city and of saved. Los Angeles. That's right. It's some gang bangers, man, that will stand up and tell you what this man has done. He up That's there right. trying to make somebody honor a promise that they made him. That man right. right there has given so much to the cause right. of people's lives. I got nothing to say about Jim Brown sitting up there. And he's still doing it, Steve. And see, a lot of people don't understand that just because he's the guy in the White House is the guy in the White House. That means the game is still the same. We got to keep protesting. Man. We got to keep marching. We got to keep talking. We got to keep voting. So when anybody go, well, why is they talking to him? You got to do this. You got to engage the process that we in. And the next thing we need to talk about, how do we feel about the fact that we've got to come together. And the last thing we need to do, tell all the Democrats, since you need our vote, why are you not buying advertisement on black radio stations huh. and putting oh ads in black mm-hmm. newspapers? You taking us for granted. Again. You gonna lose again. again. You gonna lose again. Yeah, you real. gonna lose again. All right, that's Cheryl, real. thank you so much. We gotta get out of here. That's so Me true, Me and though. Rosie that's, Grill. That's real talk. Uh, Deacon Jones. <laughs> thank you. Deacon uh, Jones. Coming up at the top of the hour, get ready, Steve. It's Carla's reaction. Reality update. Girl. Right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 
All right, Junior, come on. Introduce her. It's that time. Is everybody ready? Yeah. It's time for Carlos Reality Up Today. Yeah. Y'all love it, Junior. Girl, let's you. go. Yeah. Let me sit up. <laughs> okay, come on. Sit up straight. Come Rub on, my on. ass. All right. So we're going to talk about Married to Medicine. So, Steve, I don't know if you watch this show, but. Girl, everybody... I watch all of them. <laughs> right off the rip. Oh, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. All right. So everyone found out, all the ladies, they found out that Quad had filed from divorce for divorce from her husband, Dr. Greg, mm-hmm. on the blogs and social media. So some of the women were like, dang, she couldn't even tell us. We had to read about it. So they were kind of upset. So now, if you recall, at the end of last season, Dr. Greg kind of he admitted to cheating on his wife at the reunion show with another woman in the hotel room. Oh, kind of yeah. all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Quad has had it. She filed for a divorce with her husband. She, You know how it is, Shirley. She called her mama, her auntie, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is where you get your stuff and you move, and she got a new place. And uh, Show me a picture are... of Quad, uh, Shirley. Okay. Or Monica. Okay, we'll get you a picture of Quad. So now the ladies were just really, Shirley, trying to get into Un- try to understand from Quad why couldn't you tell us? Why do we right. have to read about it? Especially mm-hmm. Toya. Because mm-hmm. Toya and Quad were cool. And so she was like, we're supposed to be friends. And Toya told her husband that, Dr. Eugene. We're supposed to be friends. I don't understand why she didn't tell me about the divorce. Well, Dr. Jackie, she decided to host a slumber party at a hotel in a buckhead. And she, she ain't wanted- got enough of these hotels. <laughs> that was her husband. <laughs> Especially her husband. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Dr. Jackie, she's cool. She tried to get all the women together. They had the slumber party so they can support, so Quad can feel supported, and she can talk amongst her girlfriends and just, you know, say what's going on. You know, Dr. Jackie went through her husband cheating yeah. last year, and, you know, she forgave her husband, and she's rebuilding her marriage. So she's like, girl, I know what you're going through, so come on, let's do the sleepover, mm-hmm. unless all the ladies talk. Toya and Quad got into it, Woo. and the the bottom line was, I just think that Toya was hurt. She was just hurt that her yeah. friend did not tell her that she was going through a divorce. They broke down. Quad broke uh. down. She cried. And then she apologized for not telling her friend. Because so, you know what, Carla? When uh-huh. you go through stuff Quad like that... Quad is attractive girl. Yeah, she's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, all of them are beautiful. All those women beautiful. But yeah. yeah, when you go through a divorce, it's hard sometimes to talk about it. It's just hard. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. even with your closest friends, you're, you're still hurting yourself. So, you know, I get it. I get it, too. I think that Quad, you know, we kind of talked about this before, Shirley, you and I, just Quad is a private person anyway, and so she just didn't want to put it out there. But their point was that we had to read about it. Right. I understand that, too. Right. Yeah, Yeah, we had to read about it on social media, and we're supposed to be your friends. So the question still, because Toya kind of threw this out. Well, first of all, don't get mad at her. She didn't put it on social media. Well, you know, them beat writers sit down there. The blogs. Yeah, yeah. and they catch anything come through the court system. Yeah, and I don't know. You're, you're absolutely right, Steve. I don't know if she released the story or they found out about it. So you're absolutely right. It could have been that she did not want it to get out mm-hmm. in any way just yet, just announcing it that way. I'm not sure of that part. But it, it, it kind of, the question was when Toya was telling her husband, Dr. Eugene, you know, they were kind of talking about it and then, she's trying to look out for her friend quad Toya's trying to look out for her friend so it's kind of like when you go through a divorce there's an issue with the friends 
and what happens with the friendship because the men oh, yeah. are still friends mm-hmm. with Dr. Greg and now these women some of their wives are like you know especially Toya maybe with her husband Dr. Eugene don't be friends with him because no. he hurt my girl See, that uh-huh. ain't right uh-huh. so that that's ain't what right. I wanted to talk to you guys about about with divorce what that, happens with because the friends then? first yeah. of all if we dudes and we friends yeah. we dudes you know if you make a mistake in your marriage We'll, we'll try to help you through it, talk you through it or something. But you are dude. We can't stop being your dude because he made a mistake with his girl. See, women are different. If she's yeah. mad at you, I'm mad at you too. Mad you too, yeah. <laughs> right. But see, yeah. we ain't mad at the dude. We disappointed in him. Right. Damn, dog, you messed up the circle, man. Right. Now we can't get together can't no hang more. Out with right. Damn, right. dog, you tripping. But we still, we still your guy. Yeah. And that's just that, the truth of it. Men not going to break up like that. We don't do that. Mm-hmm. Well, women do. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, Steve, have you been through that? Yeah. Have you been through that nah. with, you know, with the divorce? and the, Dog, it's like, I had a friend that messed over a really, really good girl. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And we all knew each other. And I, he messed over a good girl. Uh-huh. I'm going, damn, dog, what was you thinking about? I don't know, man. I just tripped, Steve. But you're still friends with him. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still friends with him. He made a mistake. You know, if I get rid of all my friends that made mistakes, I'm not going to have none. Hell, if all of my friends had got rid of me when I made a mistake, I wouldn't have none. But, you know, Mm -hmm. we, we, now don't get me wrong, we sympathetic to her. Mm -hmm. We Mm -hmm. wish it hadn't happened. Bro, look, man. Hey, man, you want to try to make it work, man? Yeah. Because yeah. I'm going I'm to mm-hmm. tell my girl, just give me something to tell my girl that she could tell your girl. But I just think initially when it first happens, when it's fresh, it's it's all the more hurtful, you know, for the female. Yeah. On the, and that's that's probably where it is. Once it met, settles out, s- smooths out, and, you know, a lot of times they do come back together and be friends. Well, you know? I understand yeah. how y'all, y'all yeah. you women, you all do it that way because, like, y'all mm-hmm. want to rally around and support yeah. or have a yes. pajama party. Yeah. We're not yeah. having a damn pajama <laughs> Not for him. <laughs> At the hotel. <laughs> Got my footies on and he's sitting across from me. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> what happened, you can, y'all? You can share your emotions. <laughs> you got a footies, though. Come on, Unc. Talk to me, Unc. <laughs> well, hit me up on Lips by Carla and tell me going if you've been through a divorce, <laughs> who gets the friends? Who gets custody <laughs> of the friends? And we'll be back at 20 after the hour. Steve, you okay? <laughs> I'm fine here. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, listen, guys. According to a new study performed by giftcards.com, dating is making us go broke. Dating is making us go broke, okay? Really? And, uh, yeah, Damn. that's what the the, the survey said. The study. I tell you what, dating. <laughs> I tell you what, getting married. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Well, this was a poll, Steve, of over a thousand people. It was revealed that single people are spending an average of a hundred and forty-six dollars per month on dating. Oh hell no! Way more than that, isn't it? Oh, that's number yeah. too low. That's nearly uh, $1,750 a year. Admittedly, people in a relationship only spend, spend slightly less than that at $139 a month. And married people get off the cheapest of all if you can call $130 a month cheap. Really? <laughs> if, if you spend $130 on a date, That's your girl thing. ain't got no ambition. No. <laughs> she ain't really trying to do much. <laughs> 
ain't got no goals for herself for nothing. 140 a month. A month on a date? Man. That's just the movies. Total? Yeah, total. For the month? That's one date if you just go to the movies. No dinner. Okay, well, I'm just going to have to say this then. Say it. If we spending $146 a month mm-hmm. on dating, mm-hmm. first of all, you need to make sure you got just one girl. Because <laughs> <laughs> this 146 is throwing your ass into something. Yeah, for 30 days. Yeah, for 30 days. You, you, you really going to have to make sure you got one girl. Now, S- secondly, man, you got to really be thinking of something else to do for a living. <laughs> well, let, let's think of it. Let's get out of our age groups and think of it younger, like millennials. This is probably. Yeah. And how often do they enough, date? They yeah. may be hey, saying, hey. if you go on two dates in no, a month. No, no, hold on, Carl. Yeah. What? For the uh, millennial and for me, the movie is the same price. <laughs> <laughs> that damn popcorn don't change yeah. till he 20. Yeah. So he has to save up a lot for this date, right? It's one forty just for uh-huh. two people at the move. Yeah, that, and that's just one date. Yeah. yeah. That's but just can one I day. say this though? Yeah. I mean, look, that is what it is. Yeah. yeah. Look, save you gotta up. spend money when you're dating. You do. Yes. You know, they, uh, every date can't be a Netflix and chill. This ain't going with everybody. Uh-uh. No, it's not. Like mm-hmm. Come on, said, man. It's not very ambitious. No. no. You got, got to set house. your wine and dine money to the side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And get to whining and get to dining. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it ain't got to be that much sometimes, man. Y'all just, hey, baby, let me pick you up. I'm going to do a little picnic. That's get yourself some chicken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just go on somewhere and spread a tablecloth out and have a picnic. Man, women would love that. Girl, he threw a picnic. Mm-hmm. We had some chicken set down at the lake, man. He spread a blanket out. We we listened to the waves at night. Uh, girl. <laughs> uh, what does the least amount of money uh, you've gone out on a date with? Do mind with churches? Oh, about five dollars. Five dollars? Hell yeah! You've gone out on, on a date? A date? Sure. With five dollars? I, I met a girl one night in a club. Uh huh. And I had like eight dollars. Denny's was across the street from Spats. Oh. Okay. We went to mm-hmm. Denny's. The Grand Slam was a dollar ninety nine. Mm hmm. Oh. Two of them. I let her eat a dollar ninety nine. I had a grilled cheese sandwich and a whole lot of water. <laughs> Left that tip down there, man. Bought her a drink, cup of coffee. We sat there about three hours talking. Sexy as I want to be. About $5 out there clean. Okay. <laughs> tip, 75 cents. Wow. Done. Uh, we'll have more of the done. Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> yeah, right after this. $5? I took her to Waffle House one time. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Everybody, uh, I told you we were going to have a special guest this morning. He's one of the youngest state representatives and the youngest black elected official in the United States. He is currently a political correspondent for CNN. I invited him on the show because I love him. He's one of my favorite dudes on TV, period. Mm-hmm. His insight yeah. be spot on for us, man. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Mr. Bakari Sellers. What's going on, Pirate? We love him. Man, thank yes, y'all so much for having me. It's always a blessing when I can be on and uh, be a small kid from a, a, a small town called Denmark, South Carolina, and be on the Steve Harvey show. So thank y'all so much. Denmark, South Carolina. Yeah, three stoplights and a blinking light. We got a wee bakery where the Mennonites cook every morning. So come through when you want to. Boy, you go. Boy, they gonna get. Boy, they gonna name a street after you. They gonna put a school up and everything. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. Hey, man, let's go. First of all, you know, you're at CNN. So what's the climate over there? I know it is a 
a big scare for everybody at CNN. But um, what's going on at CNN? How does it relate to the White House? What all have, have you heard? First and foremost, it's fear. And I think you, you understand that, Steve. Imagine if you are at work and the people who do your makeup and your hair, the people who are around you and make sure your suits are fresh when you walk out or do your teleprompter. Just imagine if something comes to the studio in Steve Harvey's name um, but takes away all their lives. Um, wow. You would feel some sort of way about that. And, and so for us, it's not about Don Lemon or Anderson Cooper or even Jeff Zucker. It's not about the people who make, you know, a million dollars or two million dollars a year or have condos in, in New York City. I mean, it's about everybody who makes those shows work. And so you're invoking fear. I mean, my law office is in Columbia, South Carolina, and we had to yesterday put in a new protocol for mail because I'm a commentator. And so you have a receptionist who has nothing to do with politics at all, but now has apprehension and fear. So, I mean, it's fear. And you look to the president of the United States to reassure you, um, but you have Donald Trump. Uh, you know, it's, it's hard for me to expect any level of genuine compassion. You know, we were all listening to the finally the speech he gave after Ivanka had issued her statements. And as he was reading, I just went, okay, this is nice, but... Is that him? Well, I mean, I, first of all, I don't have any level of expectation for him. And I think that um, when we want to go in and have some level of expectation, we're foolhardy. Donald Trump has been the same person his entire life. And I, pardon me if I get in trouble for saying this, but if you ever expect a, a white man over 70 years old to change who they are today, then you are fooling yourself. Mm. Um, and so I don't expect Donald Trump to change at all. He is. He's shown us who he has been. This is what mm-hmm. I want everybody to understand. These bombs aren't going to Devin Nunez's homes. They're going to Maxine Waters. They're, it's wow. not going to it's not going to uh, Mitt Romney's home. It's going to Hillary Clinton. It's not going to George Bush. It's going to Barack Obama. There's there's something going on in this country. Yeah. Uh, and we need to deal with it. Yeah. I want everybody to know that our work's not done on the six because I'm going to lean on you, and I'm very grateful for you being not just a platform but an example because – we don't have a lot of wealth in our communities, and we don't know how to get it. But you working hard and showing us how to how to at least enhance our platforms and grow our platforms, give ourselves a voice is very valuable to us. From the bottom of my heart, thank you to you and your crew. Man, thank you. Bakari Sellers, you the best, man. Tell everybody over there we said we praying for them. Tell them to be safe and be aware, all right? Thank you, man. All right, thank you, man. You, boy. All right, uh, Steve is up next with today's closing remarks. That's coming up at 49 after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, here we are, last break of the day, and it has been a good day. Maybe your nephew will come back to work tomorrow. We'll see. I mean, for we'll real. see. <laughs> He's taking this superstardom a bit too far now. I mean, right at that time. Too soon. Yeah. And I can't wait till I get a show. <laughs> I'm off at least a month. Yeah. Yeah. Junior minimum. First show minimum. <laughs> All right, Steve, take us home with some closing remarks for today. You know, we had uh, Bakari Sellers on the show earlier today. And I really, really enjoy this young brother because he's he articulates the message spot on. You know, whenever he's on uh, with Don Lemon or Chris Cuomo, I always tune in, man, because he's so fearless and spot on. And he speaks the truth. Now, a lot of people don't like the truth it don't, if it don't match up with what you think. But the facts are the facts. Now, because the facts ain't what you want to hear, 
that doesn't make it an untruth. It is amazing to me how people put a spin on it. I don't believe that. Wait a minute. You know, at my show the other day, you know, I, I always try to say something positive to people when they come on the show. Well, I was on the show the other day, and I got to talking about God. And this and this lady gave me the thumbs down sign. I said, excuse me, ma'am, did I say something? She said, uh, I don't believe in God. And I said, okay, cool. And I just kept talking. I finished my message off. Because I didn't even have time to address her. The fact that you don't believe a fact doesn't make it not true. Because you told me you don't believe in God and you gave me the thumb down sign when I started talking about God. What the, what effect that got on me? You think because you give God a thumb down sign, it mean it ain't no God? Are you kidding me? It's a fact that there is a God. It's a fact, an undeniable fact that there is a God. Now, because this woman don't want, want, want to believe that that makes it so? No. And that's what it is on the news. Because you call it fake news, don't make it so. They're just all fake news. No, they're not. And Bakari Sellers is one of those people that get on there and say stuff that's factual. Because the factual doesn't match up to your agenda. Now it's fake news. That's not true. Let me explain something to you. What Bakari said earlier, he said, we've been telling people to get out and vote. We got to have a reason to vote. Well, I thought about it. Let's have a hood moment together. Yeah. Let's have a moment together that's from a place where I'm from. I'm from a bottom area. I stayed down by the lake. I wasn't up on the hill on Monticello and Noble Road. I grew up down there by the lake at the bottom. The, what they call the mistake on the lake, that's where I grew up at. I could ride my bike to the lake. Let me tell you something about this place I'm from. So it's the hood. So I'm going to tell you something real hood. Here's the reason we need to vote. Because they're trying to play us. People, Steve Harvey listening audience, are you listening to me? they trying to play us. they trying to take us out legitimately. They are trying to suppress votes. They are trying to act like we don't matter. They want to make America great again. And I'm trying to ask everybody, when, what year are you talking about making America great that was so great for us? We need to vote on November 6th to say, no, we need to make America better, not great again, because I can't think of a period of time in the past from this moment that I want to go back to. I want to go forward. I don't want to go back. See, you can't, you can't trick me with that. Why would I go back instead of forward? I'm not going back nowhere, make America great. The key word, again. You'd have been better off just saying make America great. Hell, I'd have thought better of it then. But you threw me when you said, make America great again. Which means that was a period somewhere for you where you thought it was better to be in this country. And I promise you, I can't think of when that period is. I was homeless through the back end of the 80s and early 90s. So make America great again. 
I don't want to go back to that. Oh, Steve, how about the 70s? Oh, you're talking about the year that they stripped Muhammad Ali of his title because he refused to kill people that didn't do nothing to him? He said, I ain't got nothing against them people. You talking about that? Oh, better yet, you want to go back to the 60s. Oh, you want to go direct when when they killed Martin Luther King. Oh, you want to do them 60s. Oh, wait, oh, oh, no, not the... Not, not the back end of the 60s, Steve. Let's go to the early 60s. Oh, you mean when Robert Kennedy and, and JFK was talking about opening up schools to black people and changing laws and creating civil rights laws and you kill both of them? How about that? Oh, you you wouldn't think we want to go back there? I don't. How about the 50s? 50s and 60s, colored water fountains. Man, you know why we need to vote, y'all? Because we ain't letting nobody make America what it used to be. We're going to the future, not the past. We're going to vote and put some fresh faces in here and some people who think like we think so we can get a balance in this thing. It's too much right-wing conservative going on, and you need a right-wing and a left-wing for the eagle to fly, but we got too much right-wing, and it's just flying in a circle. And you know a circle is forming around the base that he created. No, I don't want America great again. I want America great. And America can be great when it changes for the better, not when it goes to the past. We for need all to Steve Harvey contest, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello! Acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at First, first listen. listen. 
This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 